0: Hey, listeners, we have a big announcement to make. We are moving the feed of this show to the Armchair All-Americans. That means you need to subscribe to them on iTunes, their YouTube channel, and our YouTube channel, as we will still have episodes of the show on there. This is the last week on our own, so do it after our next episode later this week. Be sure to get ready to go over to armchairallamericans.com to get the show next week under the podcast drop-down menu on their website and subscribe on iTunes. We hope you continue listening to the show through the Armchair All-Americans. Thanks for listening.
1: I'm here so I won't get fined.
0: You think you know sports? Well, you don't know. Well, you don't know Jack. The You Don't Know Jack Show starts now. Welcome to the You Don't Know Jack Show with Jonah, Aaron, and Carson, except uh, Jonah and Aaron are not on this week. They will return next week for the the uh, debut of our uh, new place where we'll be located on the Armchair All-Americans. As you guys heard, if you listened to the announcement at the beginning, we'll be moving to Armchair All-Americans, and so you can subscribe to their iTunes channel. And their YouTube channel, and you can stay tuned uh, via our YouTube channel, as we'll still put episodes on there as well, but Stitcher, iTunes, uh, TuneIn Radio, sorry, not iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and the other platforms that we are usually on, those will not be there anymore. We'll be on iTunes, and that is basically it. iTunes and YouTube and soundcloud also is that's how they post their episodes so soundcloud youtube and itunes those are three places you guys should be able to get to even if you don't have an iphone or don't have an itunes account you can get to the show from youtube uh, via youtube and soundcloud and of course we post them on the facebook page twitter account and we usually have a uh, instagram post too so uh, be sure to go over to Armchair All-Americans after our college basketball episode later this week, which I will have another guest on the show, Isaac Shad, and he will be talking a little bit of college education for me uh, to get me educated on college basketball. Obviously, I'm going to college, but I need to know more about college basketball because I have not been into it as much so far. So... uh Today on the show, I will be visiting with uh, Harrison Scott. He's the NBA um, NBA uh, department head for Armchair All-Americans. He's in charge of everything uh, that is done through Armchair All-Americans um, in the NBA, uh, NBA part of it. So uh, be sure to uh, listen to that here in just a little bit. Uh, but want to uh, remind you guys you can check out my articles at Armchairallamericans dot com or you don't know dot com. I usually post all my articles on there, not always right away, so please go to armchairallamericans dot com. You can look me up or you can look up the Vikings and you will find my latest article. Which I wrote about the Vikings' options at linebackers. So go check out that article. And also, don't forget to our go to our website. You don't know jackshow.com. Oh, of course, we'll also be still putting shows on there. So please go to that. Go to our website to get shows too if you need to. And that's accessible for anybody who uh, has access to the internet. So there you go. Uh, you can find all our shows, articles, pictures. Sponsors and more by going to our website, you don't know Jack Show.com. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash you don't know Jack Show. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash don't know Jack Show. And follow us on Instagram at www.instagram.com forward slash you don't know Jack Show. You can also help the show by shopping on Amazon with our links and help the show by going to our website, www you don't know jackshow.com also if you want to help out our show by uh, uh also helping yourself out at the same time you can get 5% off your next car rental through carrental8.com. you go to our website you don't know jackshow.com and go to the sponsors page and click the link and enter the promo code jackshow5 and you get 5% off your first car rental and you help the show at the same time so uh, as i said you can shop on amazon Go through car rental eight uh, via our website, and you can also help if you want to send us a check uh, to help the show. Uh, www.youdon'tknowjackshow.com, dot com, and go to our love us, uh, love us, help us page, and fill in a contact form, and we will uh, tell you how you can send us a check. We don't put our address on the uh, website. You have to ask special special permission uh, for that one. So. Uh, That is uh, some reminders for you guys about our show. And again, next week, we will not have the show on this platform. If you're listening on iTunes, our iTunes account right now, or if you're listening on Stitcher or TuneIn Radio, you will not be able to listen on those three platforms. Uh, You'll be able to listen to iTunes um, via Armchair All-Americans, YouTube via Armchair All-Americans, SoundCloud via Armchair All-Americans, and... By our um, our website, you don't know jackshow.com and our YouTube channel. So that is all the announcements I think I have before we get Harrison in here. Um, oh, one more announcement: I have my own podcast that I will be starting soon too. As uh, some of you may already know, that uh, I have Twitter accounts for it. It's called the Shuby Show with Shuby. My name's Carson Schubert. If you did not know that. And I will be having my own show called The Shuby Show, and that will be about different topics, including sports, uh, movies, TV shows, technology, history, etc. Just anything that's really on my mind. Uh, Usually it's going to be sports, just saying, Um, (laughs) but um, some of those other things will come up as well. I always like to look at technology videos on YouTube just to see what's new and latest and just updates on the new iPhone and all that kind of thing and what Samsung's trying to do to battle the iPhone and battle Apple. And all those kinds of things. So it's just very interesting to me, the technology side of things. And I've always been a big history person. So we'll we'll do sports history, maybe history of our presidents someday. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about those type of things. And, of course, we're going to try and get sports guests and maybe technology and other guests in here as well. Historians, maybe. Who knows what this show has. But uh, I think the sky could be the limit for it. Uh, We'll get baseball involved even. As baseball season is right around the corner, so I'm excited for that, as this show does not talk about the ba- the Major League Baseball part of it, or baseball period. So, uh, if you want to hear about baseball, you can listen to my new show, The Shuby Show. Follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, The Shuby Show. And uh, looking forward to that here in the next month or two, so uh, be aware of that if you have not Uh, yet liked our facebook page followed us on twitter or instagram please go do that and you can stay up to date on everything you need to or want to know about the show and when it comes out and of course we'll have announcements on the you don't know jack show of when it actually starts so that is all i have for announcements Uh, without further ado we'll have a commercial break and when we come back you'll hear me and harrison scott talking about the NBA the recap of all-star weekend and some big news in the NBA as of today and as of, as of this last weekend that's coming up right after this hey listeners don't forget to find you don't know Jack show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash you don't know Jack show Twitter at twitter.com forward slash don't know Jack show. And Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash you don't know Jack Show. You can also follow Carson on Twitter at Radio Rubin. Now back to the show. welcome back to the you don't know jack show and i'm joined now by harrison scott the nba uh, department head for the armchair all and uh i believe harrison you're a part of the uh nba uh podcast that the armchair all americans do as well
1: i am yeah i'm uh the co-host of the uh we call it the 3-1 lead it's our okay. nba show
0: all right yeah, it's uh, the armchair armchair all Americans. Uh, they just we just keep getting bigger. We keep getting new riders It seems like, and uh, we're growing uh, growing pretty well.
1: Yeah, we are. I'm I'm excited with uh, where this uh, site's
0: going. So uh, uh, good to uh, have you on the show today, Harrison. Uh, you, uh, where are you actually from? I think I might have an idea, but uh, just just kind of curious. I am uh I'm from Atlanta. Atlanta, okay. All right. I am from Northwest Iowa, so we are actually having in the last week or so we've had some really nice uh weather uh but it sounds like it could be interrupted by snow here pretty soon.
1: Yeah, we we don't see any snow. I'm sure if it snows <laughs> up there you get more snow than we get in a year down here.
0: Yeah, I would I would imagine it looks like we're going to probably get some snow on Thursday and Friday, but the good news is it shouldn't last long because uh, if the groundhog is correct, uh, then uh, then it shouldn't be too much longer for winter.
1: <laughs> Winter's already wrapped up down here, so I hope you guys. Uh, I hope the snow passes soon for y'all.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'd be would be great if that would happen. So, all right. Well, without any uh, any more small talk, uh, let's get into uh, let's get into the. Uh, NBA here, as we've, uh, on the You Don't Know Jack show, in the last few weeks, we've dedicated our uh, shows to uh, the Super Bowl and the playoffs, uh, the NFL playoffs, that is. So now we're going to get into some basketball talk this week. Uh, first with Harrison Scott this week, and then college basketball with Isaac Shad later in the week. So uh, should be a lot of fun uh, talking with these two guys. So uh, first uh, topic, uh, we're going to actually put... Uh, Boogie Cousins, a.k.a. the, uh, the guy that uh, got hit in the nuts the other day uh, by, uh, by um, the guy that was traded, uh, that he was traded for, uh, interesting enough, uh, Buddy Heald. Um, so a trade that sent uh, DeMarcus Cousins to New Orleans, uh, Buddy Heald. Uh, went there along. Uh, Buddy Heald is going back to the Kings along with a first-round pick and I think a second-round pick. And is there two more players, Harrison? Uh,
1: yeah. Tyreek Evans is the only uh, other big player. That uh, It's another shooting guard for the Pelicans who went. Um, he's a third-stringer, though, so it's not a big deal. What you really want to look at are the picks that the Kings got for that. Yeah. That's the uh, That was the moneymaker in that trade. Everybody wants to think it's Buddy Heald it's not it's those picks um but yeah this boogie trade was uh definitely a blockbuster trade a great way to end all-star weekend um yeah so boogie for me uh i'm very interested to see how this trade turns out because i think there's uh both pros and cons to this um the pros obviously being that uh the front court's insane uh there's very few teams in the league that can handle um either Anthony Davis or Boogie, mm. let alone both of them. Uh, just there's the game's moving away from the basket, so teams aren't focusing on that front court anymore. So I think that could be interesting, a team having a dominant, you know, duo down low, just because teams aren't focusing on that anymore. And, you know, I mean, that that's definitely a strategy that could work. If the whole league's going one way, you just go the other way. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite part of this trade is uh, – it gets Boogie the hell out of Sacramento because uh, I've, I've been looking for that for years. I just I don't think he was in a great situation down there. I didn't think uh, he was having fun playing. I mean, and that's a guy that when he's having fun, he's nobody's better to watch than him. But he loves um, the
0: city of Sacramento, according to what he says. <laughs> yeah, he
1: also loves the city of New Orleans, um, <laughs> according to All-Star Weekend. So Boogie's just he's, he's full of love. That's the thing for everybody but uh Rajon Rondo and the King's organization.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would I would agree with that. You know, I this is one of those moves that I don't think is going to work out for both sides. I think it's going to work out for one side. I don't I don't see both sides getting the benefit of this. I think either I think the Cousins and Davis experiment's either going to fail or the picks at the picks and uh the players that the Kings got are not going to end up being near enough.
1: Yeah. Uh, and if, if I had to guess which side is going to uh, end up on the losing end at Sacramento, just because uh, buddy's a young player and we've seen how Sacramento develops young players mm-hmm. and they're not always great uh, with picks. You know, and they picked Willie Colley Stein when they already had, I think 25 centers on the roster.
0: Yeah. So exactly.
1: <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, if I had to pick one, i think this is going to work out for uh, the Pelicans instead of uh, Sacramento.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting, like you said, as they kind of go exactly in the opposite direction of uh, what the NBA is doing with uh, the Warriors and their, their uh, three-point shooting from deep. LeBron James is even shooting threes this year, surprisingly enough. And uh, it's just like they're going the exact opposite way. Which could work, and it could not work. I mean, I guess you, you're always. I think there's an old cliche: you'd rather be a, you'd rather be uh, first to set a trend than to be the last one to get there. I don't know, something like that. And uh, yeah. maybe that's what the Kings are trying to do: go back to the uh, centers trend or the big front court trend.
1: Yeah, and that's definitely something that we're seeing around the league: is that more and more of these big men are able to. You know, really play with these guards. Kristaps Porzingis won the skills challenge in the uh, All Star yeah. game, so we are starting to see a big man revolution. Um, I do think that uh, the backcourt is going to be a major issue for the Pelicans, though. I mean, Drew Holiday, I, I really like Drew Holiday. He's uh, he's actually one of my favorite players in the league. I think he's a great third option, mm-hmm. but unfortunately for them, they don't really have another you know starting caliber guard and that's going to be an issue when you come up to teams like the warriors or the rockets who will just uh who have those guards that can really play
0: yeah yeah that could be their downfall um because while the uh like the war like if they play the warriors for example while the while they are shooting uh threes the uh the pelicans more than likely will be trying to get dunks and uh threes add up to be more than twos in the end i'm i'm afraid and obviously down low is bigger higher percent, uh, percentage a uh, percentage shot but um the way some of these teams shoot the three i think they're going to find out that uh having just good a, a good front court is not going to be good enough to win i don't know we'll see
1: right and they're also going to need a a bench too cuz I, I don't even think they have five starting caliber players on that roster, let alone, you know, guys who are good enough to come in with the second unit and play. So it's it's definitely a step in the right direction for the Pelicans, but I think they're far from a contender.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, so another another interesting topic that seems like it's been a topic all season long, uh, the Celtics, I didn't add that to our topics list, but I thought about it as they – have kind of like three guys on their radar and maybe only two because now it sounds like they're not interested in Jimmy Butler anymore. But um, Mello maybe still is on their radar and maybe Paul George. Uh, some other guys too. Um, I don't know. It just seems like the Celtics, they, their name always comes up when you're thinking of a splash trade, but they never seem to just give in and do it. Maybe now that this big big trade happened with the uh uh, New Orleans and um, the kings maybe that maybe that 'll spark them who knows
1: yeah that 's definitely uh, something to think about because yes, Boston does always come up when you 're thinking of a big splashy trades just because they 're sitting on a treasure chest of assets, mm-hmm. namely that brooklyn pick that 's just going to be a fantastic pick next year that's that 's yep. most likely going to be a top three pick in a loaded draft um, yeah, the Celtics, yes, it does seem like they're not no longer going after Jimmy Butler. Uh, you mentioned Mello and Paul George and um, possibly even uh, Blake Griffin. Yeah. I've heard his name as well. So, yeah, I, I don't know. This is a weird situation for the Celtics because it definitely seems like the kind of year that they would make that big, splashy trade. You know, they're sitting at second in the East right now. Toronto traded for Serge Ibaka, which I think is a fantastic trade for the Raptors. You know, they're so close, and it's basically going to be, does Boston want to cash in on those assets and try to win right now, or do they want to continue to you know, stay with this rebuild? And It might not be the popular opinion, but I think they should stay with the rebuild. I would not make this big, splashy trade right now because I don't think you're getting mellow because I, I feel like he wouldn't waive his no-trade clause to go to Boston. I don't yeah. think he wants to play against LeBron. I think, if anything, he wants to play in the other conference or mm. – be on LeBron's team. I think that... uh, And I don't really think Paul George is going to help them all that much due to the fact that Isaiah Thomas is so ball dominant Mm. that I think if he really has to split a ton of shots with somebody else, it's going to cut back his effectiveness. And Paul George doesn't really help with the rebounding. So if I was Boston, I would... um, And this is something I've been saying this whole season, is in my mind, Boston is not competing with Cleveland for the East right now. They're competing with Milwaukee and Philadelphia for the East once Cleveland's kind of done with this little dominant run, you know, once know. LeBron starts to decline. So I think they should maybe hold on to that pick, try to turn into somebody better. Uh, maybe trade Isaiah Thomas, try to cash in on him right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I I would not make the splashy trade if I was Boston. But who knows, maybe the Serge Ibaka trade and now the Boogie trade, they might panic and you know, decide that they need to cash in right now. But that just doesn't seem like uh, Danny Age's M.O. So mm. I don't know. I, I think Danny Age is one of the best, if not the best executive in the league. So I, I'm sure whatever he does is going to be the right move, you know, regardless of what I think. But, yeah, if I was Boston, I would hold on to my assets at the moment.
0: Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. I honestly, I think they've packaged so many young players already over the last 3 years from just the just those trades that they made uh with uh, Brooklyn and whatever all the other trades they made. Um I just think that they're going to run out of uh they're running out of um uh, uh young player uh, spots on the roster because you can only have so many young players come in because I I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like you need to have some veteran leadership in there, at least a little bit. And if you keep rebuilding, you're gonna you're gonna keep getting young players and keep trading your old players, and you're eventually gonna end up being back where you started.
1: Yeah, that's definitely true. I I think Brad Stevens is a really good coach who can pro- help provide some of that leadership. And I mean, they have Al Horford, who's a really good vet. And apparently a really good leader. Uh, he was leading those Hawks team for years. So, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that that's definitely, yeah, they could win now, could cash in and try that. But I don't know. I feel like Brad Stevens is really building something special with that team. And I would be wary of, you know, messing that up.
0: Um, while we're on the topic of the Celtics, what, have, what are your thoughts on um, Isaiah Thomas's, uh dominance so far this season?
1: Well, I think Isaiah Thomas uh, is very... He's obviously one of uh, the elite scorers in the NBA. But in terms of uh, elite, that's as far as I'll go. I think he's, you know, obviously having a fantastic season. His fourth quarter numbers are amazing. Mm-hmm. But he he posts a negative 3.9 defensive plus minus. Mm-hmm. That's, that's among the worst in the league. I mean, he just... He's a turnstile defensively. And, I mean, it's not all... It's not due to lack of effort per se. I mean, but the guy is five eleven. You know, they're no. listed at five eleven. He's truly five nine. So, it's really hard to defend in the NBA when you're that much shorter. And I know that's not his fault, but it's still a fact that you have to look at. And I, I just don't think you can call him elite when he's that bad of a defender.
0: Uh, so you, so elite scorer, just not elite uh, on the defense as a player. Side. As a player, right? Okay. okay. Um. Yeah, I I I honestly it's hard to hard to argue the way he's been playing. Honestly, I think I think the Celtics if they play good enough defense, I think they could actually give the Cavs a run. I don't think they'll beat them, but they could maybe take them to seven games, maybe six. Um I, I don't know. I feel like the Celtics could uh push for that if they have that other piece. Without another piece, I don't know if they can uh go further than six games against the Cavs, maybe Maybe five. I don't know. It's it, it's just kind of an interesting uh, thing with the Celtics. They just seem like they're one piece away every year, and they never make that splash, or they never make the right um, move to get that player in there that they need to uh, perfectly complement the uh, uh, scoring of Isaiah Thomas and their other pieces.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I just I'm not sure this is the year to make that move. I think that I, I really do think Boston can build through the draft. I think their infrastructure with that organization is good enough, where they're one of the few teams that's able to do it.
0: Okay, I can respect that, and I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they, if they do anything. Of course, we'll. Of course, Harrison and uh, the other uh, writers at Armchair All-Americans will uh, keep you updated on if anything does happen with the Celtics. And uh, I'm sure there's articles right now being written about uh, some of these big NBA uh, moves that have been going on. It seems like uh, the NBA has been picking up some steam lately, which could be uh, good news for the NBA, because the NBA sometimes seems like uh, at the back of people's minds, at least uh, at least uh, from what I've seen.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, the NBA definitely really picks up when the playoff push happens. I think that it's just such a long season uh, pre All Star break. It's it's kind of it's a lot of fun, you know. It, the basketball players are obviously the best on the planet, but it just doesn't feel like it means anything. They, there's not a sense of urgency there. I think after the all-star break is when the NBA really starts to pick up due to the fact that these teams are trying to make a playoff push.
0: Yep, yep, I agree. So, uh, taking a look now at the all-star weekend, uh, what were your thoughts on the all-star weekend? Uh, Was it a success for the NBA, would you say?
1: Yeah, I think it was a success for the NBA. I uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I think most of the events were pretty captivating. Um, I had a lot of fun watching it. I watched every part of it, starting with the celebrity game and ending with uh, Boogie getting traded to the Pelicans. So I, I had a great time, but then again, I am an NBA junkie. so
0: Yeah. Well, I actually did not get to watch any bit of this, so I have really no clue uh, what went went on, other than like the winners and stuff. And I really don't even haven't looked all into that yet, really. Um, I know that uh, you said Porzingis won the uh, skills challenge. I know uh, the dunk contest uh, was won by. Some, oh, it was uh, Glenn Robinson.
1: Glenn Robinson third, yeah. Yeah,
0: and I was, like, shocked by that because I thought Aaron Gordon would easily win that this year. With yeah, Levine. I thought
1: Aaron Gordon was a lock, and then he missed his first dunk yeah. a few times and just went downhill from there. The dunk contest was actually one of the few events I was not pleased with. I,
0: yeah.
1: I thought last year was much better.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's what happens when Levine tears his ACL, unfortunately. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I and I also I'm assu- and I'm assuming the West won. I I mean
1: Yeah, the West won uh one ninety two to one eighty two and I was really <laughs> hoping they would hit uh two hundred points this year, but that didn't happen.
0: Wow. That was that would have been quite something i honestly that's that, that's why i really don't like watching the all-star game because it's literally all offense nobody tries on defense it's like the it's almost like the Pro Bowl. even the pro bowl uh had a better year this year than what um it did l- the last couple of years i thought but still it's like oh these players aren't trying to get hurt they're not playing as hard as they could. I don't even know why you even do it, honestly. I mean, I like the skills challenge and stuff like that over like the all-star break, but the actual game part in really all sports, maybe except for baseball, because in baseball, you still try pretty hard. Um, the other, the game in uh, basketball and football just kind of seems irrelevant to me.
1: Yeah, it's irrelevant, but it's fun. I mean, I I have a good time watching it. I had some people over and, you know, we just kind of hung out it's not something i was intently watching or analyzing other than the kevin durant westbrook stuff yeah. um <laughs> but yeah it, it was a good time but you said lack of defense there was actually a moment in the game where steph curry literally laid down on the court to avoid getting posterized so oh
0: my goodness oh man <laughs> wow that's that's quite interesting so um <laughs> what was your favorite part of all of the all of the weekend the whole weekend
1: Um, there was actually a part after the three-point contest where they brought the three-point champions, and then Reggie Miller came on the court, and James Harden and DeMar DeRozan and a bunch of other celebrities who were there, and they, um, they started shooting threes, and every three they made, uh, TNT was gonna donate $10,000 to the Sager Strong Foundation, and so that was, that was really cool. They did a great tribute for him, and they ended up, uh donating half a million dollars by the end of the night so it was just it was fantastic to see uh chris sager was a huge part of uh or craig sager i'm sorry craig yeah. sager was a huge part of the nba and yeah he was you know it, it was just great to, for them to do something like that for him
0: yep and uh our loyal listeners uh all five of them uh know that we did a uh, craig sager tribute show back when back when he passed away um so uh you want to go back and listen to that you sure can but uh yeah craig he was he's just a fun guy he uh he was really uh really fun to to hear and uh talk to the guys with his suit and all the fun things he did with what he was wearing it was just fun to see him out there he was one of the fun guys in the nba and it was sad to see him pass on
1: yeah Yep, he's he's wearing those crazy suits up in heaven now. I bet he's even got God wearing one. So, <laughs> but yeah, that that was hands down the best part of uh, the All Star Weekend for me.
0: All right, yeah. And, uh, the what did you think of the um, what did you think of the uh, ri of uh, the Rising uh, Stars uh, Challenge or the game between the Sophomore and Rookies?
1: <laughs> I thought uh, I thought it was a good game. Uh, it was actually pretty fun to watch it. Obviously, turn into a three-point slash dunk contest by the end of it, but you know that's what's going to happen. I think there's some really good players coming up in the NBA right now. You know, obviously headlined by Kristaps Porzingis and you know uh, Joe Allen who didn't play in the game, but he's just been fantastic this season. So I, I'm really excited. Um, it was weird. At the Armchair All Americans we previewed uh, the All Star Weekend and the world team only got, like, like only three people thought they were going to win, which if you looked at the rosters, the world team was kind of built to beat Team USA. They just had better players, in my opinion. I mean, Team USA had Cat and Devin Booker, but, yeah, the world team was just much better. And, I mean, they really showed that by the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. I really didn't do much research on that game, so I just kind of picked Team USA, not really knowing what I was doing <laughs> on that one. <laughs> so, yeah, I was a little off on that. But uh,
1: Yeah, I think a lot of, I mean, and that's not the worst thing to do when it comes to basketball, when in doubt, pick whatever says USA on it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but this, uh, I, it looked to me like, the rosters kind of came together. I don't know if it was the basketball gods who did it, but they were just like, "Yeah, Team USA is not going to win everything basketball related." So,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, who was somebody that stood out to you, uh, e- either if it was in the uh, skills challenge or if it was in the game or the Rising Stars game, whatever it might have been? Who stood out?
1: Kristaps. Uh, he he was my uh, big standout guy. I thought. He was fantastic, obviously he won the skills challenge um he's just he's such a good player it It's crazy mm. how good that guy is at seven three and he's got the skills of a guard i mean yeah he he he's nicknamed the unicorn and he deserves it he that guy <laughs> there's nobody like him in the league. He reminds me of Dirk with uh, more ball handling skills so i I'm so Excited to see him grow and mature in this league because I think he's another legend in the making.
0: So the Knicks really aren't wasting Carmelo Anthony's years that are wasting uh, Kristoff. They're wasting
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) All right, so uh, who weren't you impressed with throughout the whole weekend? Uh,
1: John Wall. He was my pick to win the skills challenge, and he lost in the first round to Gordon Hayward. And I just, I didn't think he played all that well in the All-Star game, which I was very disappointed in, because I really like John Wall. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league, and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he just kind of came out and with a lackluster effort this All-Star break, which, I mean, I can't fault him for it's the All-Star break, but yeah. I just wish he would have, uh, you know, played a little better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um- what do you what, was that kind of the worst part for you too? Not seeing John Wall play so well, or was there another part that wasn't uh, too appealing for you?
1: Uh, yeah, the John Wall thing was the most disappointing. Um, I don't know. I feel like Westbrook and Durant could have fought a little more. I feel like, <laughs> you know, Durant threw a lob and Westbrook dunked it. I there just wasn't the tension I wanted there to be. Yeah, which I mean, I guess is good in the grand scheme of things, but it was not as entertaining as I.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah, I could. I could see that. That would have been fun to see those two uh, go at each other a little bit, go at each other's throats. But uh, you know, I honestly, we'll talk a little bit about Westbrook later. But I am really not. I've never been really a big fan of Westbrook, and I think he drives uh, teammates away. I, I literally do.
1: Yeah, it's hard to play with him. It, it would take a special kind of guy to be able to put up with that. Yeah. Which I mean, Durant did for nine years. So
0: yeah, yeah, he did, and got to give him credit for that, at least. So, um, we are going to talk about some other information about the NBA. We'll talk about uh, some uh, teams that have been impressive uh, to Harrison and myself so far this season. Uh, some dark horses heading into the postseason, and will it be Golden State and Cleveland again? We'll have that coming up. After this break, you're listening to the You Don't Know Jack Show. Do you like shopping on Amazon? Well, now you can do it by helping the show at the same time. Go to the website youdon'tknowjackshow.com and click on any of the Amazon links, and then you can bookmark it. And every time you shop on Amazon, click the bookmark. It's the easiest way to support us without any extra cost to you. Now back to the show. And welcome back to the You Don't Know Jack show. And Harrison, uh, give me a team that you have been super impressed with so far this season.
1: Super impressed with?
0: uh, My number one team is probably
1: the Wizards. They they got off to a pretty rocky start. Um I never hopped off the bandwagon though. I'm a big fan of them and what they're doing there and they got it figured out and went on just a dominant run. And now they're sitting at uh third in the east and I mean they're looking pretty good.
0: Yeah, they uh they're looking interesting uh with uh, the former uh Thunder coach, uh, Scott Brooks. Scotty Brooks. Over there. Uh, he's, <clears throat> how much do you uh contribute the success uh for the wizards to him
1: uh i mean there's definitely a good bit of credit to scott obviously he came in and uh they started to turn it on i think there's a lot of factors though i think auto porter's emergence is definitely one of the big contributing factors to the wizards being this good mm-hmm. um I think John Wall obviously has a lot to do with it as the start of the team. And I think a big part of it is that Bradley Beal hasn't had his season-ending injury yet, which is weird because we're (laughs) halfway through the season and he's played in most of the games. So I think it's just a lot of things coming together for the Wizards. But um, the only thing I would be nervous about with them heading into the postseason is their bench. It's just not where the other teams in the East are. And I think you really have to have a strong bench to make a run. So yeah. We'll see what they do.
0: So so you don't think KD going to Washington would have been a good thing?
1: Um, I I, I would, didn't say that. Um, I think KD going anywhere would be a good thing for that team. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think that they're making the best of the bad situation after not getting him. I think that uh, Otto Porter is kind of easing the pain from that.
0: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if – with John Wall and with Bradley Beal and with Otto Porter, they, all three of those guys are shooters. I just don't know if – I mean, Kevin Durant, obviously they'd figure out a way to get him in there, but I don't know if he'd fit so well on that offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, Durant's definitely the kind of player that you work in to any yeah. rotation, <laughs> and if he doesn't fit, you find a way to make him fit. The guy is the second-best player in the NBA. And I honestly don't think the gap between him and number three is all that close.
0: And who's number three?
1: I think it's Kawhi, in my opinion. Kawhi? But there's a lot of guys you can make the case for at number three.
0: So you got three small forwards as your top three players?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the small forward is a pretty critical position. You got to be able to do everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Cat's getting his way up there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's not. I don't know. Dav-
1: Davis could be three though. You can you can oh, make yeah. an argument for Davis, and I won't fight you.
0: Yeah, Anthony Davis. He is a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, that is that is for sure. He's one of my favorite players in the NBA. That's that's for sure. The unibrow man. That's yeah. He's power, fantastic. The power of the brow. I'm so. actually
1: wearing his jersey as we speak. So.
0: All right. So, are you actually a Pelicans fan? <laughs> I am a fan of the
1: NBA in general. Just, just the NBA, uh, I don't ha- okay. Yeah, I don't have a specific team. I generally kind of root for players that I like. Um uh, LeBron's my favorite player, so
0: oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> No, great. Oh, my my cousin uh who is usually on the show, Aaron, he's uh he's a huge LeBron fan, and I go to school with a huge LeBron fan too at my college so it's like i'm surrounded by lebron fans and everybody says well everybody hates him no they, they've got he's got quite a few fans
1: <laughs> good i'm glad to hear it i don't know why people feel like they need to hate greatness but
0: yeah i i don't know i've kind of come to not hate him as much but the people that are trying to compare him to michael jordan saying well mj had uh scotty pippen and he had all these other players and i'm like well you know LeBron also had a Hall of Famer in Dwayne Wade and if Kyrie Irving keeps this up, he could be a Hall of Famer someday. So I mean, don't uh don't uh, not count in uh, what LeBron has had to work with either.
1: Yeah, um this might be another show that you and me have to do together because I'm actually <laughs> on the other side of that argument, but that's a long long discussion that I'm willing to have just we got other stuff to get to. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, well uh We'll maybe you have to do that another time. Uh, I'm sure we'll try to have you on again uh, sometime. So um, so I guess a team that I've been uh, impressed with is the Celtics. Uh, we kind of talked about them already, and I think the emergence of uh, Isaiah Thomas has made them uh, one of the best teams in the league, top five, I, would, I think, honestly, top five team. I'd put them above the Raptors even. That's how good I think the Celtics could be right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Boston was uh, definitely on my list, too, of teams I've been impressed with. I think Brad Stevens. I I, I don't think Brad Stevens gets enough of the credit for uh, what Boston is. Mm-hmm. I think he's a fantastic coach. Yes. I thought he was a fantastic coach at Butler. So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about Boston and what they've got going. And I think you're right. They probably are top five team right now. I mean, we'll see what the Raptors can be with Serge working him into the rotation. But as of right now, yeah, I'd put Boston in the top five
0: yeah yeah and uh teams we have not been impressed with or uh that have dropped off surprisingly uh maybe somebody like maybe not surprisingly but like miami uh they dropped off considerably now they have a lot of young players with chris bosh we don't even really know what's going on fully with him and his uh blood clot issue but uh They've got a lot of young players with D. Wade uh, headed to Chicago, and that's a team I haven't been impressed with either, uh, considering all the offseason hype around them. That's
1: funny. I actually had Miami uh, as one of the teams that came to mind when you asked about teams I had been impressed with. Oh, okay. Because uh, I just feel like it showed a lot of resilience and then starting off 11 and 30 and then going on a 14 game win streak. Yeah, that's true. I, I thought, uh, yeah, I mean, Miami's good they're not i mean well obviously they're not good but they're in a good situation i think they've got a lot of players i don't think anybody's a star on that team mm-hmm. um i've got a friend who's a big white side advocate but oh, uh, I, I don't love, see it i um, love
0: Hassan Whiteside. white side i really do
1: i think he's good i just don't think he's a star in the league but um he and the whole miami team i i really feel like they have a chance uh of kind of becoming what atlanta is right now one of those teams that just they don't have the star that can really win them a series but
0: mm-hmm.
1: they can they get into the playoffs every year and are a pretty formidable team to play uh team i haven't been impressed with though there's actually two minnesota is definitely one that mm-hmm. i uh i was really high on coming into the season i thought that you know dibs was gonna really get them into gear and cat and wiggins and levine everything yep. was going to come together but it just hasn't. They they don't know how to close out games. And I mean, that, that comes with experience and they're a very young team, but yeah. I've definitely not been impressed with them. And the other team is the Hornets. You know, they started off yes. so strong. Kimbo was off to a great start and they've just kind of fallen off. They're not even in the playoffs currently. So those are two teams I haven't really been too impressed with this year.
0: Yeah, and the Wizards are, uh, I didn't even, I'm just looking up the standings right now, and the Wizards are actually up there third in the East right now, so that's very interesting. And uh, I guess a team that I would say that hasn't been uh, impressive, I would agree with you, on Charlotte, because they were a playoff team, and they uh, went uh, pretty far with Miami, or did they actually beat Miami in a series
1: last year? They, uh... They went pretty far with them. The they ended up losing to Miami, but yeah, okay, yeah, they like a five. They gave them a fight. They were a tough out.
0: Yeah, I think they went to five games in the first round, and there's only five in the first round, right? Or is there seven?
1: Uh, it's seven, yeah. Okay,
0: no, that's baseball. I'm thinking of, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I thought Charlotte played pretty well last year, so having them go down, and I guess I was thinking New York would be a little bit better. I. I don't know, I kind of actually thought they'd make the playoffs. I didn't think they were going to maybe go too far, but uh, that um, Derek Rose and um, Carmelo and just forming the super team that they were calling it uh, has <laughs> not worked out at all.
1: Yeah, I actually uh, I thought the Knicks were going to miss the playoffs since before the season. Um,
0: <laughs> and there's a lot you know, of people like that too, and I, I, I yeah. just had a little bit more optimism.
1: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I don't think anybody outside of the city of New York was calling them a super team. No. It's just, <laughs> it's hard to win basketball games when you're playing three on five on defense, which yeah. is what they do with Rose and Melo out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, and Porzingis has been so good. As you mentioned, I really enjoy watching him play too. But uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's kind of been the... Uh, Kind of been the guy that's being wasted, I think, right there. Not Melo. His days are past, I feel. Honestly, if Melo stays with New York, I would probably retire if I was him because I don't think he's going to win a championship while he's on that roster there.
1: Yeah, I actually wrote an article about uh, the Knicks and things they could do to actually help Porzingis, but Kristaps has definitely taken over the place that Boogie held in my heart of just the guy I'm so sad for. I just... I want him out of his current situation so badly.
0: Yeah,
1: And I, I mean, it looks like the Knicks are trying to do that. Um, There's now D-Rose trade rumors and, you know, obviously the whole stuff circulating about Melo. So I really hope for Kristoff's sake that they do decide to just start a rebuild around him. But, you know, it's yep. the Knicks. So it's very likely that they just take on more bad contracts and, wait until Kristaps is done, then he leaves. So,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, moving on again, as we don't want to take up a whole lot of time, as we already are, but uh, uh, Dark Horse heading into the postseason. I'll start this time, and uh, I'm going to do a Dark Horse from each conference. And my Dark Horse in the East is the Pacers. I really like the Pacers, if they keep Paul George, that is. If they don't, then forget it. But if they keep Paul George, I think that is about the best matchup uh, LeBron faces at his position in the East, honestly. I think uh, him and Paul George going head-to-head is a uh, tough matchup for LeBron, but I don't think they'd beat him. I think they can win a series, though, in the playoffs. And then my team in the West, uh, I really like the Jazz. They're actually having a little better season. They're the fifth seed right now um their defense has always been pretty solid uh and i think they've been able to stay relatively healthy um rodney hood looks like they're the only injury with that hyperextended right knee um but other than that uh the jazz look like they could be an interesting team uh dark horse potentially for uh the west uh what do do you got for dark horses
1: yeah um so in the east i'm not sure how much of a dark horse you would call them considering they're currently a top four seed but I've got the Raptors after that Ibaka trade. I think that, uh, I think that really, really changes the game for them. I think that they can beat every team in the East except Cleveland. So okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors grabbed the two seed and then met up with Cleveland again in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then in the West, uh, I actually have the Pelicans. I, don't, I actually thought the Pelicans were going to make the postseason before the boogie trade. I had predicted that just because of Anthony Davis. But mm-hmm. now that they've got Boogie, I really think – and for them to be a dark horse, I really think they have to grab the sixth seed, which is not out of reach for them. I definitely think they can take the AC seed from Denver. And the Thunder are obviously a one-man team. So I think yeah. that that one can be taken over as well. And if they can grab the sixth seed – uh, from Memphis that they might have a chance to make a nice little run in the playoffs. Um, I just think it's hard in the Western Conference with the Spurs and Warriors just being so much better than everybody else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I agree. So those are some dark horses we have. Um, do you think it's Cleveland and Golden State again? Is there really any uh, any point in picking dark horses?
1: <laughs> um, barring injury, yeah, it's Cleveland and Golden State again. But... I- the one team I think that could mess that up is San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I think they've got a chance to beat Golden State, but I mean, I'm 95% sure it's Cleveland and Golden State again.
0: And the only reason we're giving San Antonio a chance is because it's San Antonio and it's great right exactly it's like the patriots and, in the in the nfl you got to give them a chance because they're always going to be there they're the they're the dominant uh, franchise in uh, basketball for the last 10 15 years whatever it has been and uh you just always got to be on the lookout for them as long as Popovich is there
1: exactly and in the playoffs i think coaching is so important and they're hands down the best coached team in the league
0: yep yep yeah, I I think it's Golden State Cleveland again. I agree with your premise that um San Antonio could mess that up. The only different the only thing I could see messing Cleveland up, I don't think I don't think Toronto would beat them. I think they could take up maybe maybe to seven games. But honestly, I still think Boston is the best has the best chance to beat Cleveland. I think Isaiah Thomas's ability to score could uh could put uh uh, Boston uh, into a deeper series with uh, with Cleveland but as I said I think Cleveland will still end up getting there and it'll be another finals with Cleveland and Golden State the rubber match hopefully somebody will win and then both teams could be done for a while would be fine with me
1: <laughs> yeah yeah this is definitely this feels like that's what this season's building to is the 3 Pete.
0: yep yeah. Yeah, my, and I am actually been kind of a Steph Curry fan. I'm not really a Golden State fan. I don't like Draymond Green. I don't like some of those other, some of the other guys. I like I like KD, Clay Thompson, eh, and you know it's just it's just kind of one of those things where you see Steph Curry shoot that three. How can you not be amazed with the the three ball that he puts up there? I mean, he misses a lot too, but when he shoots it from way downtown, it's like oh my goodness. How did you, how did you do that?
1: Yeah, he he's something else. He's something that we've never seen in the league before and you know that Golden State team is definitely scary, especially on offense.
0: Yeah. And actually, I was even though I'm a, I'm a Steph fan, I do think uh, Russell Westbrook as much as I as I'm not a fan of him, I think he should have uh, started in the All-Star game over over Steph Curry. I don't think Steph's had that great of a year.
1: I agree, and it's crazy to say Steph hasn't had that great of a year if you look at the numbers, but compared to Steph's last two years, yes, it has not been as good. And I agree, Westbrook should have started the All-Star game.
0: Yep. Uh, So um, looking at – you talked a little bit – we talked about Westbrook. We'll talk about him first. Uh, What do you think about his season? Obviously, he's a triple-double machine, but is that necessarily a good thing? Honestly, I can – kind of see where the triple-double is kind of overrated, because to me it seems like Westbrook just tries to get a triple-double every game. That's like his number one goal. He doesn't care if he wins or loses.
1: Um, Yeah, I'd agree to that to an extent. I mean, he is averaging a triple-double, which is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. He's playing out of his mind. I don't want to take anything away from him, because that is something that is very hard to do. Yep. However, I don't think he's the MVP of the league this year, and I mean, honestly, it, I agree with you that it might not be a good thing. Like, this has only been half the season, you know? Yep. Getting a triple-double every night wears on a guy's body. And we've seen Russell get hurt with 30 games in the season left. So, And if he goes down, that Thunder team is done because there is not a number two player that's even close to how good Russell is. So mm-hmm. I, I would be very weary about that if I was a Thunder fan. But the problem is they can't rest him because if they do – They start losing and they're only the seventh seed. Yeah. So I I definitely think he's having an incredible year. However, it it's not what everybody thinks it is. Yeah. It's a double edged sword.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think he's fun to watch at some time Uh, sometimes. I think he's probably shot the three a little bit better this year than he normally has, but I don't know. It's just every time I see something on my phone comes up, another triple-double from Westbrook, it's just like, good grief. And and it seems like half the time, uh, at least last year when he got triple-doubles, it was always in a losing effort. So um, it always seemed like triple-double no matter what.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, this year it's been the reverse. I think they they win very rarely when he doesn't put up a triple-double, and they don't really lose that often when he does. But... It's definitely due to the fact that they don't have to rant this year, and he has to do all that. And I I really think that's going to hurt them in the long run.
0: Yep. Heading to Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Baltimore, New York, London, or anywhere in the world and need a -a rent-a-car? Well, check out CarRental8.com, where you'll find the same car for less money. CarRental8.com sells all the brands like Dollar, Thrifty, Budget, Avis, Hertz, Alamo, Europe Car, and so much more at affordable rates. We'll beat any price by a minimum of 30%. So check us out online at CarRental8.com or call us at one 343 8138 That's one 343 8138 Use the promo Jack Show 5 that's J-A-C-S-H-O-W-5, to get 5% off your next car rental. Use all capital letters when you type in the promo code. Now back to the show. Uh, so what are your thoughts on uh, James Harden this year? He has kind of taken over that point guard role in Houston. In Houston. Uh, what do you think uh, has led to uh, him becoming so much better? Maybe just learning to pass the ball, perhaps?
1: I think James Harden has been fantastic this year. He is so fun to watch. And I've never really been a James Harden fan before this year. Uh, I think he's really improved his defense. And I think that just, you know, putting the ball in his hands has really made him that much more effective. And it really makes me wonder, what the hell Kevin McHale was doing. It doesn't take a genius to figure out, hey, let's put the ball in our best player's hand. Mm -hmm. Like, and yeah, I think if you give James Harden the ball and say, hey, you have the green light, do what you need to do to win the game. I mean, he'll do that. If that's passing, he'll pass. If that's shooting, he'll shoot. And he's just such a threat on offense. And I really do think he has put in more effort this year on defense. And, I mean, he's not a great defender by any stretch of the imagination, but he's certainly much better than he's been in past seasons, which has really helped the Rockets uh, on the defensive side of the court. If you have Patrick Beverly, who's actually a very good defender, Mm -hmm. and James Harden giving effort, uh, it's definitely helped their defense this year.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. I I always was a big, hard critic of James Harden when he was – just basically a shooting guard where he would be that d wade type player take it to the take it to the rack, but not uh, be a very good defender and I was always a critic of that because never played defense and uh, very rarely passed the ball and uh, now he 's racking up these assists, his turnover numbers, even though he 's passing up the ball. Uh, well, maybe that's kind of a, a given that if you pass the ball more you're prone to more turnovers but he's one of the uh, top turnover guys in the league right there with Russell Westbrook so uh, that maybe would be one flaw in his game but other than that I've been I agree I've been very impressed with him this season and maybe can uh, could the Rockets even uh, compete with Golden State perhaps
1: yeah uh, that. That's stretching it a little too far, in my opinion. <laughs> um, I just think that the Rockets and Golden State play two similar styles, which is, you know, obviously shoot first, um, run and gun style. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think you're going to beat Golden State at their own game. No. I think that the Spurs, you know, have a chance because they can slow it down and pace it and bang it inside. But I don't think you're going to beat Golden State in a scoring race.
0: No, no. And, I, and honestly, I don't think anybody is. That's why <laughs> – that's why LeBron always tries to slow down the game, and maybe that maybe the Rockets could do that with with uh, James Harden. Maybe he could try and slow down the game, but I don't know. I think that that could take away from uh, from his the Rockets. explosiveness. Yeah, yeah, his explosiveness. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just I think the Rockets are kind of Golden State lights, so <laughs> I, I I wouldn't give them a chance in a seven game series.
0: Okay. All right, that's that's thoughts on James Harden again. We think he's improving. Uh, maybe not uh, to the point of beating Golden State yet, but uh, <laughs> maybe uh, winning a game or two against the Warriors, perhaps. Um, yeah. So uh, the Wolves and Lakers, as you said, the Timberwolves have been a disappointment for you, but uh, do you think that the Timberwolves still have a bright future with this young group?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love this Timberwolves roster still. I love – Bibs is a coach. Um, I just think that there's some uh, players they need to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Zach Levine, surprisingly, uh, a lot of people don't think about him because he's been he was so good before the ACL tear this year. But I just I think it's time to move him. I think it's time to sell high on him. Uh, I don't think he fits in well with Cat and Levine or Cat and Wiggins. I think he takes away too many shots from those two guys who are much better players than he is and yeah I just he's definitely one guy I'd move and then the other guy I'd look to move is uh, Ricky Rubio I mean Rubio get him out (laughs) Chris Dunn's the future of the point guard position for that franchise I'd let Chris Dunn play Mm
0: -hmm. just
1: have him figure out how to work with uh, Cat and Wiggins and see what you got there Um, and and interestingly enough there's uh, trade rumors coming around for Rubio.
0: Yeah, and there's trade rumors that the Timberwolves would be dumb enough to go get Derrick Rose, which maybe doesn't seem dumb because Thibodeau was his coach, and he won the MVP under Thibodeau, I believe. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: so it's maybe they're maybe thinking, well, we can still get the best out of D. Rose. I'm saying no. Don't do it. Don't do it. I actually am on the other side. I, I might make that trade. Um, If it's if it's Rubio and D-Rose, nothing... Rubio for Rose up. flip? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd do that. Um, I would have D-Rose coming off the bench and let Chris Dunn start. Um, yeah. I think D-Rose could still spark a second unit, but yeah, I definitely wouldn't let him start. It would also be great for Chris stops. That might be swaying my decision. <laughs> if he had a point guard that was constantly looking his way, just thinking of what he could do. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's the worst trade in the world for the Timberwolves. Um, they got nothing to lose this year. I, again, like I said, I'd be looking to move Rubio. So,
0: you know, you know? an only a good spot I always thought would be great for uh, Rubio was Cleveland. I always thought he would be a good fit with the with the uh, Cavaliers because uh, you could put Kyrie at shooting guard, and you could have. Uh, uh, J.R. come off the bench. Uh, of course, he's not healthy right now, but like they do with Corver, you could have him come off the bench, and you could have LeBron just play his normal small forward role. Um, I know you like to have him handle the ball, too. You can have him switch off of that, but I just feel like Rubio could be a great distributor of the basketball with the Cavaliers.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the thing, though, with Rubio is, you know, this Timberwolves team was supposed to be a perfect fit for him, you know? He yeah. was supposed to just... Like the whole thing with Rubio is if you put athletes around him, he will run the floor. And he just – I mean, he's done a good job of it, but definitely not to the level that he was hyped up to do it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'd I'd be looking to get him out of there. Yeah. And, I mean, he's only 26, so it it's not the worst thing in the world for the Knicks either, especially if they're going to build around Porzingis.
0: Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the Wolves do something. But I think I think it's just like the Celtics, except it's in a different fashion. Um, uh, the Celtics are trying to compete, trying to get their final piece. The, uh, the Timberwolves are trying to uh, get rid of some of their younger pieces because they have too many of them. I think.
1: Yeah, they definitely do.
0: So. Um. Yeah, it's one of those where if the Timberwolves um could make a spl- uh, not necessarily a splash move, but a move to get some uh, more veteran play, maybe maybe D Rose would be a good solution. Who knows? But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I hope they can get a deal done that's going to improve them because I'm. Still very excited about this team in the future.
0: Yeah, I am too. As a Timberwolves fan, I am very excited. Uh, Cat is just phenomenal. Wiggins has had a really good year shooting threes even, and that's one area they wanted him to improve. Uh, so that's been fun to watch. I went to a Timberwolves game, my first NBA game, just uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and that was a lot of fun. They got a win over the Bulls, and that's not saying much because the Bulls were resting D. Wade and Jimmy Butler, Uh, So, uh, not much of a win, but a win, Uh, so it was fun to see that. And uh, uh, taking a look here at our last topic, we got the Lakers on the docket, and big news from the Lakers today as they have fired um, or relieved of his duties, uh, Jim Buss and uh, Mitch Kupchak, and it is now the uh, uh, magic show once again in L.A., And uh, could he bring Kobe in or could he bring somebody else in? And it sounds like the Lakers might already be working out a trade. Uh, What are your thoughts on the Lakers situation after these uh, uh, big uh, news items have come out today? Thank
1: God. It is about time. I actually uh, had in my notes to talk about that the Lakers have a bright future in front of them. They need to make some moves in the front office. Mm -hmm. And I think Jeannie read my show notes because she got her brother out of there and Cupcheck out of there, which is fantastic. I mean, this is something that has been a long time coming. You know, Jim, I I just got the feeling that him and Cupcheck just weren't really committed to winning anymore. After giving Kobe that huge contract and signing Mozgov and Dang, it was just bad contract after bad contract. And, you know, I think that, you know, I I don't know if Magic and Palinka are the Right, fix long term, but it's definitely a step in the right direction.
0: Yeah, uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, it sounds like they're trying to get uh, uh, Rob Palenka as the n- new team's GM. Uh, do you know much about Palenka at all?
1: Uh, Palenka, he's a well former agent now. I guess he can't be an agent and be the GM, but he definitely has a working relationship with the Lakers because he used to represent Kobe Bryant. So. It'll. Uh, he also represents James Harden, so it'll be interesting um, seeing an agent take over that GM role because he definitely knows the process of signing players and negotiating contracts and all that stuff. Uh, he'll just have to be on the other side of it now. But, I mean, it, it could be a good move. Like I said, he's got a relationship with the Lakers, so yeah. that's definitely yeah, important.
0: And, and um, uh, Lou Williams... To the Rockets for Corey Brewer and a first-round pick uh, the Lakers traded uh, today. Also, that must be the first move under the uh, Magic Johnson regime. Um, so, uh, interesting interesting move. And uh, the Jazz are interested in reacquiring um, uh, Darren Williams, interesting enough. So, And the Wizards are showing interest in Shabazz Muhammad in search for bench upgrades. As you said, their bench is weak. <laughs> So they're up up for trying to get uh, upgrades on their bench. So uh, some interesting moves could be made here before the NBA trade deadline.
1: Yeah, it's always an exciting time of year for the NBA.
0: Yep, and uh, yeah, I guess I, I would agree. Uh, thank God it's about time the Lakers <laughs> finally got rid of uh, Jim Buss. I can't remember how many times I've heard Stephen A., on first take, just go off on why the Lakers need to get rid of Jim Buss and how Jeannie Buss needs to basically just man up and kick her brother out of there, and no matter what her dad might say or whatever, uh, kick him out because he's not doing what he needs to do as the Lakers GM. He didn't make the right moves, I agree. I didn't actually mind the Luol Dang signing in the off season after they missed on Kevin Durant. Like, they didn't even get a visit from him, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, I did not like the Mozgov signing, especially for how much they paid him. Uh, that was absolutely ludicrous in my mind.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. There's just a combination of uh, trying to stay relevant and not really knowing what you were doing. So
0: yeah, yeah, it did not work. <laughs> That's to say no, it the no, did least. not. Uh, so uh, before I let you go Harrison, uh, what's one bold prediction for uh, for the postseason?
1: I I think Golden State gets taken to seven twice. Twice. Yeah, I, I think that there's a good chance they get taken to seven by the Spurs and like you said your dark horse, the Jazz could do it or if they stay healthy uh, I think the Grizzlies could do it. Yeah. I just think there's a lot of teams that are starting to look at how to pick at Golden State's weaknesses, so.
0: Yeah, and well, and the, only, the, the thing that Golden State has uh, that not many other teams uh, can say, they've got multiple ways of winning. They can feed it to Kevin Durant. They can go out to Steph from way downtown. They can feed it inside to Draymond. They can find clay on the perimeter, whatever it might be, so. Whoever's going to beat them, it's going to have to be a great defensive team, and the Spurs could be that, and the Jazz could be that. I'd give those two teams probably the best chance.
1: Yeah, uh, Minnesota or I'm not Minnesota, Memphis. If they stay healthy, yeah, because that team, that team knows how to play Golden State.
0: Yeah, they've actually uh, beat them and lost to them once. I think this year is that right? Uh, actually, I think they beat them twice. Oh, was it twice? Okay. Yeah. And uh, one of those was that
1: 24-point comeback.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, that was quite something. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting end to the NBA season. Um, Harrison, we'll have to definitely have you on again sometime. Any any closing remarks from you at all?
1: Uh, Thanks for having me, man. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I appreciate uh, having you on. Uh, We can uh, check out your work on armchairallamericans.com and uh, also uh, your podcast. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your podcast before we let you go.
1: Yeah, it's uh, me and another NBA writer, Matthew Rodriguez, and we post uh, one to two times a week. We are actually recording tomorrow night, so it should be up Thursday. We're going to talk about uh, some of these crazy trades. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Lakers and just what's going on in the NBA right now. So. It's definitely a good listen. You should check it out.
0: Absolutely. Uh, check that out on the Armchair All-Americans. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, they're on iTunes now. And uh, actually, uh, Harrison, if you didn't know, we're actually moving our show to armchairallamericans.com. So uh, we'll be we'll be a part of the Armchair family as well.
1: Excellent. That's another great podcast for Armchair.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate uh, you joining the show, Harrison. Definitely will have you on again sometime. Uh, thanks a lot.
1: All right, thanks so much, man.
0: Appreciate it. Uh, Again, Harrison Scott, uh, NBA uh, writer for the Armchair All-Americans and the department head of the NBA on armchairallamericans.com. So uh, that's going to do it for the You Don't Know Jack show today. Uh, If you missed the big announcement that we made at the beginning, uh, go back and check that out. But uh, that will do it for Carson. Next week we'll have the guys back. And later this week, I'll have Isaac Schad on here, a North Carolina rider for the Armchair All-Americans, where I will get my college basketball education. I'll finally figure something out about uh, college basketball. So uh, that'll do it. Check out uh, the show later this week, and we'll catch you later. Thanks for listening to the You Don't Know Jack Show with Jonah, Aaron, and Carson. If you want to read articles, get more information, or have questions about the show, go to our website, youdon'tknowjackshow.com. You can subscribe and listen to the show on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. I'm here so I won't get fined.